0: Okay, well done. Yeah, uh, so welcome to Epic Web3 podcast. Uh, My name is Alex. I'm CEO and co-founder of Epic Web3. We make professional events for web3 builders all over the world. And my guest today is Kevin uh, Liu, co-founder of Midis, an Ethereum Layer 2 scaling solution, and also CEO and co-founder of ZKM, a general-purpose ZK-proof system. Hi, Kevin. How's it going? Hi, Alex. Nice to meet you, uh, thanks for coming. Uh, so I would like to start with this. Um, so you raised funds, uh, in the beginning of, uh, 2021, uh, during the bull run. And, uh, now it has been crypto winter for almost two years already. Um, how do you deal with this ups and downs as a founder?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, a, a tough one. <laughs> yeah, actually, you know, um, this is not my first setup. Uh, I used to have, uh, you know, um, a web to business uh, back to 2011 to 2016. And uh, it was a live streaming application. You know, live streaming means a lot of cost on the bandwidth. So at that time, every morning, you know, when I open my eyes, it's uh, like I need to understand how much i going to pay. <laughs> so pressure started from there already. If you are a founder, actually, you need to be a customer to this kind of pressure, up and down. This is very natural in the market. You know, um, Economy go up and down, so the market will go up and down. So it's quite natural. So I would say um, we need to get used to, to it. And uh, also we need to be clear with our goal. What are we you know, aiming for? you know, in the future. So if you have that goal clear, this market fluctuation actually not quite important.
0: So yeah. it is the goal that motivates you every day.
1: Yes, that's the goal. <laughs> um,
0: do you have any mental health practices that help you to, to stay uh, in energy, stay focused?
1: Uh, I would say um, we really love this team. You know, every morning, Um, The team members feel great with each other, say, love you. So it's something like a family. So when you have pressure, when you have this kind of challenger, team will help you. It's really like a family culture. So I would say this team, this family is my (laughs) source of power. And when every time I feel frustrated,
0: I will go to them. So... (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, that's great. Uh, okay, let, uh, let's go to Layer 2s, uh, the topic of the first season of our podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, there are already dozens of Layer 2s out there. I think mm-hmm. every month there is a new Layer 2 or even uh, even more. Uh, do you think the industry needs so many?
1: Um, to be honest, I think we might still have two last. Um if you consider, you know, large business, you know, maybe some gaming, or let's say in the future, when some web two retailer business come online, they will definitely need a separate application check. So that is, you know, layer two can jump in to help. Um, for now, it's still at a very early stage. I would say that.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you briefly describe what makes? MIDI is different from other layer tools?
1: Yeah, I think MIDI started from a very different background. You know, we didn't have large VC backed. We purely started from the community. And from day one, actually, our co-founders are discussing how we can really make this network to be community-owned and to be decentralized. Uh, that's our actually some of a starting point uh, when we started this uh, you know, we hope to scale Ethereum, but we don't want to a central entity to control all this stuff. So uh, I would say um, the vision for decentralization is pretty different, and uh, that's why when we design the whole framework, we have our P2P uh, module, and also we have uh, we have all these you know verifiers. And we're also going to launch the decentralized sequencer pool. So to make the whole infrastructure decentralized and there will be a new governance framework, uh, come online as well to be governed by the community. So uh, we're not just saying the decentralization or community governance is, you know, when you want to reach that stage, there a lot of work need to be done beforehand. So that's why we, uh, we develop so much into the technical infrastructure and also you know, preparing for the governance, community governance. So I would say this is uh, the biggest difference uh, from Metis and other layer twos. Another point I also want to mention that when you see this decentralization as our core value, you will find that actually we're serving all the community members, all the people, we're not selling, you know, big whales or big VCs. So that's why uh, during our funding round, it was a lot of community investors joining. And also uh, during our, you know, past two years development stage, a lot of community members developed their project on meetings and launch on meetings. So I would say, um, built for the people uh, with decentralization as a core value,
0: that's our, you know, Call difference. Yeah. Um, what do you mean by community investors? Can you elaborate on that? Uh,
1: yeah, they're not you know, large venture capital. Yeah, okay. they're small, but they have big committee members as a back. So that's what we value.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So mm-hmm. um, speaking of decentralization, so you mentioned uh, uh, that you are you, you were like kind of. On the way to decentralization from from day one, uh, can you explain why is it so important uh, to be decentralized? Why uh, why is it important for you? I would say
1: first, if you hope to start a blockchain project, not you know a general p- business on Web two world, uh, decentralization is one of the core you know cornerstone. Uh, for for you to operate and to sustain. Um that should be not just our vision, it should be the vision of every project. Um and also we treat decentralization differently. You know, um when we design the whole infrastructure, the whole mechanism, uh you know we don't just want a you know token with you know uh, uh that large token holders can can control and to vote for their favor. You know we really hope the contributors can have their say. So in that way uh, when we design the whole governance structure uh, we hope we hope you know different layers of uh, contributors can participate. Uh, let's say you're you a general community member you just do trading. And you can have you know some ways to propose, uh, but if this proposal is valid or not, is feasible or not, uh, actually it will be decided by some you know uh, infrastructure contributors in the ecosystem. Uh, uh, Mitis L two can be one of them, and also we have other you know we call eco nodes coming in. They can you know evaluate all these risks and potential benef- beneficial and then, uh, you know, uh, issue the vote uh, and pass the vote of, to, to do the implementation. Um, so this, in this way, I think it can reach a balance of token holders and long-term contributors. Um, yeah, we, we don't just want to, um, you know, put the, all the uh, governance work to all the uh, token holders. I don't think that's a long term goal because different people hold different opinion about the you know development stage. So we hope uh we can have different members um to participate and contribute at different level. So um yeah I- I'm not sure if I answer your question but I would say uh decentralization is it's a call to develop our blockchain projects,
0: actually. Um, so every yeah. Web3 project should be uh, decentralized, at least in the future, right?
1: Yes, yes. Otherwise, they can just, you know,
0: on both a Web2 business. Why come to Web3? Um, do all of Web3 projects uh, need their own token? What do you think? Do, 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 do all of layer 2s need their own token? For
1: most cases, I would say uh, this is a Web3 business, so you, you need uh, all the community members, all the stakeholders to be involved. And token is the most easy way to get engaged with every you know stakeholders. But on the other side, I would argue that, what's the value for this token? If this is only for governance, do we really need that? So uh, I would, I would more prefer for our token with real utility. That's why we define Miti's token as a gas token because everyone needs that. That's the real utility that. Okay. And beyond that, you can have the governance as add-on, but uh, I'm still believe that uh, token with a real, utilit- real utility
0: uh, gonna last long. Yeah. Okay. Okay, mm-hmm. so do uh, you have some, do you know some Good examples of uh, real utilities of uh, of the tokens, because uh, from what I see, mostly the token is just an instrument, uh, just a mechanism to raise money from a public market at the very early stage, and most of the project uh, doesn't doesn't have a token with real utility. Maybe maybe you have some examples of how it works best.
1: I would say I'm not as expert in this field. Um, but what I can share is that um, you know meat um, is what is one of the examples that as a gas token or you know there I understand like for some network they might need this kind of token to be um, you know uh, consumed to exchange for some um, service or product uh, if that is the case, that's also you know one of the utility, and the third point I would say is that uh, rewards also is kind of a utility part, you know, mm-hmm. uh, especially for you know mining related service, they will need some kind of rewards uh, to be added, you know, to be reflect in tokens, it's, uh, like BTC mining or even um, I understand there are a lot of uh, new. Innovations going on in the in the layer two space, uh, like the future, you know, sequencer, uh, shared sequencer, or sequencer decentralized sequencer. Uh, so, yeah, for uh, sequencers, they will need to stake. And also uh, for sequencer node, I mean, uh, they will need to stake to be eligible, uh, because if they are doing something evil, they will be slashed. So this kind of staking will be one of the use case. And also they when they do the work, do the transaction, handle the transactions, they will need to have some rewards. So token rewards can be another aspect for, for this sequencer node. Um, so this is related to my you know third point that the re- rewards and the re- rewards related staking could be one of the uh, util- utilities as well. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Speaking about rewards, um, do you see a problem that in most web free products, uh, most of the web free traffic is um, kind of incentivized with this rewards? I mean, uh, there are a lot of airdrop hunters uh, who just make a lot of transactions uh, and there is a very small amount of real users. Uh, do, do, do you see it as a problem?
1: Yes, uh, I think this is a huge pr- problem if we purely rely on this air drop token holders that gotta you know fly away you know from this platform to another platform. So that's why also I mentioned uh, why the existing uh OP stack, you know, all this optimism, arbitrary MIDI's these uh optimistic rollups are so important because we have the real users staying here, you know. These users are doing the actual transactions. The builders are also here. Um, I would say the competition for the new chains gonna be very intense because they need to pay a high price to try to attract these users. But most times they attract what they attract are only token uh, hunters. Um, Yeah, I I wish we can change this in a sense. But um, for now, I I still don't know how, because we we really need some new users, not the existing, if you hope to attract a lot of one. So
0: yeah, I I think we still need to work
1: on ways how to attract that.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. uh, uh, another question here. So uh, I think you mentioned in one of the interviews that like 99% of Web3 is now DeFi. Uh, so when do you think uh, we'll see some real real world use cases?
1: This is pretty, you know, in the progress, I would say. Um, as you know, uh, there, there are a bunch of, uh, you know, RWA projects, uh, you know, on the way. But uh, yeah, of course, they will need some legal, you know, aspect to be considered beforehand. Um, but uh, RWA really have a you know, big potential, I, I would say. And also, um, from the you know, past successful experience developed by you know, Web2 world, I would say the gaming is still the way to engage a lot of users and to bring real use case into the blockchain world, uh, just how. So uh, I believe a lot of teams are working on that. Um, so yeah, to be briefly summarized, uh, I think RWA and also the gaming that could be some yeah,
0: we can mm-hmm. see breakthrough yeah. Um, during this uh, uh, bear market, uh, it, there are especially a large amount of infrastructure products, and it looks like every everybody is building infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Um MIDI's is also infrastructure product. So do you think we still need more infrastructure protocols? Uh, do we need more infrastructure? Or do you think it's already time to build DApps and uh, B2C products?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see these two collide with each other, to be honest. Okay. Um, and, you know, our goal is to support a lot of you know users, builders, and when you see uh, that as a goal, you know uh, to onboard real world uh, applications, to have a lot of users, uh, high transactions, so you gonna understand that actually the current infrastructure is not actually is not enough. Although we have Ethereum, we have Layer Two, but when you take a deep dive into that, there. Multiple layers that need to be improved. Let's uh, let's say sequencer. That's one part, and also maybe some you know that uh, availability. Uh, you know we are expecting the EIP 40A44 uh, and for the for the storage, and also you know um, when you look into the uh, bottom layer, some settlement. Uh, you you're gonna find that. Still a lot of work needs to be done. So I would say the infrastructure construction will, will go, you know, in the long, in the long way. So, um, that's why we, uh, when we look into the structure and we found that actually, um, the settlement layer, if we put Ethereum as a settlement layer, that's, that's our goal. Uh, all these current layer two, layer one, and even non-blocking use cases, actually they can have this kind of capability. But how? So uh, we look into different solutions, and we found that actually zkVM uh, can can be the connector. You know, all the computation from different chains, from different use cases, from uh, of the web two business, they can treat it as a computation and going through this CQVM to generate proof, and where is the proof on Ethereum? So on Ethereum, there will be a final state for all the transactions. And in this way, uh, all the siloed ecosystem can be connected, and even Web2 business can also be introduced to Web3. So that's why we see CQVM is so important, and we, uh, you know, Incubated.
0: That's why we, you launched uh, ZKM, I suppose, yes, right? Yes,
1: yes, yes. So, uh, yes. Yeah, we'll, we'll,
0: we'll talk about it. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I will ask you about it uh, a little bit later. Uh, yeah. so wh- but uh, before we go further, so wh- what are the other challenges uh, you see uh, for layer two's adoption among developers and users? You mentioned uh, sequencers. Uh, what are the others?
1: Yeah, uh, I I would say a few. First is from the developer perspective, although there are uh, you know layer two EVM uh, equivalents, uh, but for the solidity developers, they're still you know too little. Um, I would say if we can support you know different languages to be compiled to you know to uh, Ethereum environment, that would be a big move to have onboard web two business. Web two developers onto the blockchain world. I see, you know, AbiCham uh, is doing something similar, and uh, the ZKVM actually can also help in that way. Uh, so that is the challenge I think from the builder or developer perspective, and from the user perspective, um, there's still, you know, uh, I know there are a lot of projects hope to build the you know seamless on-chain experience for general. Uh, users Um, yeah uh, I feel like because I'm came from product background uh, I feel like there's still a lot of room need to be improved so real user can really onboard without any efforts that's uh, still a challenge for now
0: yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, coming back to layer twos uh, so how do you see the future of the layer two landscapes uh, so, do, w- which solutions will survive? Will it be optimistic roll ups, zk roll ups? Uh, uh, will there will there be many of them, or uh, one, two, three winners?
1: Yeah, I I hope I have a eye can see the future. <laughs> yeah, uh, but ba- based on my understanding and experience, I would say the most easy to use one gonna you know, survive, Uh, which means uh, based on the current data, actually Optimism rollup are, you know, the most uh, easy to employ, easy to use one, and with a large use base and large TBL here. So, as I just mentioned, it's pretty hard for people to migrate from one environment to another, unless they get a lot of incentives, but it's still (laughs) pretty hard. So, I'm a big Ethereum uh, maxi and also a big Ethereum uh, optimism maxi. So um, from my knowledge and background, I would say uh, OP uh, has a lot of advantages, to be honest. Um, but it's, it doesn't mean, uh, you know, ZK Rollup uh, couldn't have its own market share, um, but it's the competition will be super intense. With so many ticket rollups and also so many new uh, layer 2s, OP stack. So yeah, they are competing in the in this uh, yeah in this book. <laughs> so um, I would say um, there also as I uh, one of the question I answered uh, in the future there will be a lot of different layer tools. Uh, in the market, and I hope uh, I believe OP going to occupy a large portion of it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you think they will be interoperable, uh, different layer twos?
1: Yes, they must. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, these uh, so many chains will not make any sense. Yeah. Okay. They have to. Yeah. So no matter it comes from, uh, you know, the solution from the current op stack all you know uh under the help of CK, you know but um, they must you know interact with each other
0: <laughs> yeah okay uh, so uh, you have Midi's DAO foundation and uh, in in, the, in this uh, ecosystem you have not only Midi's AI layer 2 itself but also several other companies which i think you call econodes Mm-hmm. Um, you have Nouveau, you have Chorus, you have B1X, and uh, as you mentioned before, ZKM, right? Yeah. Uh So first question is, why do you have so many companies in the ec- ecosystem, and uh, why don't you focus on just one solution? I don't know, only on Midis layer 2 and, and, and that's all.
1: Yeah, okay, I see. So uh, first, I, I want to clarify that these... are. Uh, um, these companies are not owned by us. That's their separate entity. Um, uh, this kind of uh, structure, uh, have several reasons behind. Um, first is that related to our own vision. Uh, our vision is to s- scale Ethereum to support the whole Web3 economy. When you say economy, it's not just, you know, some transactions on the chain. You have to think from the big picture that what a real economy need. They need, you know, identity solution because people need to trust each other without release a lot of information. They can rely on the on-chain, you know, activities. Uh, People also need to collaborate. But how and what kind of platform they can collaborate really work together? And yeah. Uh, also, their uh, I believe there are new technology going to be involved in the in the uh, Web3 economy. So uh, Pyx is an incubation center to you know to incubate these new ideas, and ZKM is a new you know infrastructure to support the whole scaling. Um, so all these kind of serve to one purpose is to set, uh, serve the Web3 economy better, uh, not only from the infrastructure level but also from the you know. Identity, uh, collaboration, yeah. So that's the big vision we have, and we found that it's necessary that different, uh, we call it Econodes, uh, can, you know, serve to one aspect. In this way, uh, these Econodes will not interfere with each other, they have their own focus and can dedicate on their own mission. Um, So that's the structure we hope to, you know, um deploy uh, so in that way uh, also we, we are not going to you know control everything. that's opposite of our decentralization you know value. So uh, Mit store Foundation you can treat it more as a coordinator and uh, it will allocate resource and do co-marketing and networking with different you know eco nodes to help them to grow. So, but different econodes, they're going to play their role in the whole ecosystem. It is L2 is one of the econodes. So they can be the infrastructure to support all the transactions and noble, you know, can act as a DID and Chorus can work as, a, you know, collaboration environment to uh, reward contributors, uh, content creators, and something like that. Yeah. And I mentioned ZKM and PEX. So, um, yeah, it, I, I would say it's, um, you know, part of the vision is, uh, uh, is a reason we de- define this structure. And uh, also, you know, we see that um, every econote to, need to be independent, to be, you know, decentralized, uh, so they can have their uh, role in the governance structure as well, uh, and also to be focused. So yeah, that's pretty much three reasons: vision, decentralization, and uh, you know, dedication. I think.
0: How many yeah. more eco uh, will be there? How do you think?
1: Uh, we don't know yet. Actually, uh, um, uh, with you know this process going forward, the community member can apply to be the eco so they can have this grant, you know, support from the foundation. Uh, this is gonna be open to the community.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So if I'm a builder, if I'm a founder, I can uh, apply to to become the uh, yes. one of the egos. So yes. uh, do you, do you have the I don't know the the list of uh, most, uh, wanted products, uh, most wanted products, most wanted ideas?
1: It will, it will be released when this structure you know
0: going online. Yeah. Okay. Can mm-hmm. you share Can you share something now?
1: Um, you know, we, I think the first batch of the target is still the infrastructure layer. Okay. Uh, you know, um, if the, uh, project, you know, help to, uh, build the whole infrastructure for the layer two for the, you know, uh, Web3 business, yeah, that's something we are, we are looking for, but how to define the infrastructure that will, you know, need a, a list of, uh, requirements but that's generally what what we are looking for. Um, yeah, I think the infrastructure protocols mm-hmm. is still yeah the target.
0: Okay, and, and uh, the Mediscale Foundation gives uh, grants, uh, so some initial yeah
1: grants, marketing support, uh, risk, um, and other you know um, yeah um, help that the ecosystem can can help with. Yes.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm um speaking of grants so what wh- what do you think is the best way to start a web3 product now uh, is it to, to 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 get to get a grant from some foundation then get some initial traction and uh, go go raise funds from vcs or from uh, from the community or what's what the best strategy you think mm,
1: yeah um in different market conditions, the way might be different. Um, so I understand this is bear market for now. Um, I would say if you can have this uh, grant to kick off and to build some proof concept or even MVP, it will put you in a much better position uh, when you talk with uh, venture capitals. So yeah, that's a very you know valid way to get some grant to start. And uh, yeah then you can see um who you can reach you <laughs> know in in your network yes
0: if if raising funds uh, from some uh vcs uh, do you think it's uh, better to to raise funds in tokens or in equity or both
1: um different you know area of uh, investors have different preference i would say that um but the most easy way is still token um yeah, that's the uh, reality. Uh, I understand some some uh, investors from, you know, uh, uh, North America or Europe, they prefer equity, but they still need token uh, warranty. So <laughs> that's pretty much the same, uh, just the timing. Yeah. So I would yeah, say... I,
0: they- <laughs> I, 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 I know some founders who, uh, who- don't have, uh, who don't have a token yet and uh, don't have plans to launch a token and they can cannot raise funds because all investors uh, want want a token and uh, they they need to uh, to just uh, uh, I don't know uh, to to invent uh, the the reason why why they needed this token uh, so they they. Oh. they they didn't uh, they didn't have such plans and uh, but but all investors uh, all investors need need a token so does it mean that uh, as, as i asked before so most of the projects uh, should have token at least in the future so they, they have they, they need to have it in their roadmap at least mm-hmm. uh, or is it is it a way to build a web3 product without a token um,
1: first I, I want to share that Maybe they're not targeting the right group of investors. Uh, also, it's related to their business nature. Um, if they're, you know, um, let's say they're really building a tech, um, and this tech uh, can have its own business model, which don't they don't need some token to be involved at the beginning. Actually, they can talk to some, you know, traditional venture fund. Uh, I think. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's one possible way. And if you're talking to Web3 investors, it's quite nature, because from the investor's point of view, they need this kind of guarantee that can exit at some time on point. So um, I would say it's, it's pretty nature. So in either way, if you if you hope to respond, uh, you might need to get used to this market. So <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, uh, so um, you raised $5 million before the token launch, I suppose. And mm-hmm. uh, that's a relatively small amount of money for an infrastructure company. Uh, was it difficult for you to raise more or you just decided that it was enough and uh, you're good with this?
1: Uh, yeah, at that time,
0: um, when we raised fund,
1: it's pretty, you know, it was still pretty hard because uh, we were one of the first to mention about layer two, and people, you know, especially venture capital, they still, you know, didn't realize the value of layer two. So yeah, it tried us pretty long time to raise five million, and uh, uh, also from the time perspective, we were in the stage that we gonna launch the testnet net uh, and uh, roll out the mainnet. So I feel like this is pretty uh, 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 important timing to close it and to, you know. Um so yeah, it was hard at that time. And um so luckily I think we started from, as I mentioned, a lot of community investors. Um uh, so people see uh when we launch the magnet uh when we have some initial Liquidity flow in and then come to a very high like 800 million to 1 billion TVL on-chain people can see the growth So all the early uh, Participants and early contributors have a you know, very good return Uh, so Yeah, I would say yeah, it's uh, (laughs) It was timing at that time
0: Yeah. Yeah Do you find it difficult to to compete with uh, other layer twos that uh, have raised I don't know, sometimes hundreds of millions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, to be honest, in the reality is is uh, pretty hard <laughs> because they have a big check uh, and uh, yeah the liquidity uh, they hope to and they hope to introduce to their network it might be easier than ours. So yeah, I would say. Uh, if we have opportunity to at that time to raise more, uh, we definitely will to have more funds to support the operation and to support the liquidity.
0: Yeah. So the so the the, the advice to founders will be uh, if if you can raise more, raise more, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but also depends on stage, you know. <laughs>
0: in general, what, what would you recommend to to web3 founders now who are raising funds during the bear market? What would be your advice now? Yeah,
1: mm, It's pretty tough moment. Uh, the reason I say so is that uh, for investors, when you raise funds, actually we hope to find that so mate which means they you know, uh, agree with your long-term vision and your short-term approach and fully support you. Uh, but in a lot of times that uh, these kind of, uh, let's say, soulmates are not big enough. Uh, you know, they're not big brands. So um, in a sense that uh, this, this kind of support are very valuable, uh, from these, uh, you know, small or medium venture capitals. Uh, but also I understand a lot of founders, they hope to raise funds from, you know, large venture capitals, you know, for endorsement, for branding. So that's, uh, you know, kind of, uh, uh, I would say, uh, founders might need to find the balance between this part, uh, you know, uh, it should be a combination of the large fund and also medium to small one uh, because different investors can contribute in different ways. It's not just, let's say, large token, uh, large venture capitals will contribute more than a uh, small to medium one. Um, sometimes not. So uh, I would say if you have the chance to raise funds from different investors, try to find the balance. Not to focus on the top bunch capitals, um, yeah. Medium small one also work, and they might have more help uh, than you imagine.
0: Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do Do you have plans to to, to raise uh, more from from VCs or? or... Uh, actually, for
1: TKM, uh we are
0: raising. Ah, okay. And
1: we are facing the same situation as I mentioned.
0: <laughs> Good. Gotcha. you. Yeah. 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 What what, what is your main challenge at the moment uh, as a founder? So I I, I saw you, it looks like you're focusing now more on ZKM. Uh, uh, So uh, is it your kind of full-time job right now?
1: Uh, uh, Yes. Um, You know, when we, uh, as I introduced, um, MIDISDOL Foundation is to support the whole Web3 economy, and we found that we have different layers need to be done. And uh, MIDI's L2 is the first step to scale Ethereum, and ZKVM, ZKM uh, is the next step. Um, so our co-founders have some discussion and feel like we need to uh, you know, incubate this project and to be separated to support not only L2, but also layer one and uh, other non-blocking use cases. it can scale easier much more. So uh, it means someone need to to lead this project. Uh, and as I mentioned I have this uh, both web2 and web3 uh, you know startup experience. So I have to be the one uh, to lead this. Um, but in a broad perspective, we are all working towards one goal which is to scale Ethereum and support Web3 economy. Um, uh, and luckily, as I mentioned, we have a team in the Metis L2 site. It's around 40 people now with its own lead, CEO and uh, tech uh, BD marketing team. So it's a whole, you know, complete setup. And uh, yeah, they're pretty in- experienced to operate the business. So that's why I'm confident that I can, you know, take the lead here. Um, Yeah, uh, I think everyone needs to be dedicated in one area. Um, But of course, we're working
0: toward one common goal. So, yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Uh, Before we finish, uh, I I have some real quick, uh, maybe uh, funny questions. Okay. Uh, Blitz (laughs) survey. Uh, First one is, uh zk rollups or optimistic rollups hybrid hybrid okay <laughs> uh like uh Z- Z- zkm is probably going to uh, to, to make yeah, right? one of
1: use cases that zkm support to yeah. you know add the zk capability onto the current op stack you know without need to uh launch a new zk rollup they can just have this kind of capability so that's why we call hybrid. They don't need to change their current stack.
0: Okay, okay. Uh, your favorite uh, layer one uh, besides Ethereum? Uh, I would say, um, Cosmos. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, fundraising tokens or equity? Well, <laughs> uh, the most realistic way is start from token okay v c. money or foundation grants grants to start okay mm-hmm. infrastructure products or dApps i'm a big fan of infra <laughs> um your favorite web free wallet besides uh Nuvo. uh
1: yeah of course man mask I, I i still big fan of them
0: <laughs> why there there are there are so many i mean oh. more modern ones
1: Yes, I understand that, but uh, that's the one I use most. I I used to, you know, get used to all these, you know, user experience. (laughs) Okay, okay. Old school, I don't want to change. (laughs) What's your favorite dApp? Curve, actually. It's very simple
0: and beautiful. Do you use it yourself? Yes, yes. I use it myself, yeah. What is the most promising web-free technology right now?
1: Um I would say CK, that's okay.
0: yeah no doubt yeah uh, who is the best web3 founder right now Um
1: actually I'm a big fan of uh, Harry from uh, Arbitron. Uh, I think he's really pushing some you know innovations in this space Yes
0: Good good I think we'll have him uh, we'll have him in our podcast as well <laughs> And the last one uh, everybody wants to know when is the next bull market Well
1: Okay, I I really, you know, again, (laughs) I hope to have this kind of foreseeable capability. Um, But based on uh, a lot of, you know, conversations um, going on, uh, I think it might be middle to uh, later of next year.
0: Okay, not so bad. That's my (laughs) expectation. Hope. (laughs) Uh, Next year is not so bad. Okay, Kevin, uh, real pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you for being our first guest in our podcast, uh, oh. <laughs> which, which, which I hope will have a lot of episodes. Uh, so, yeah, that's all.